G'day guys and girls and welcome back to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. How are you doing today? Hello, hello. Pretty good. Yourself? Oh mate, it's just, it feels weird to be sitting in the studio and there's still two games of footy to go. It's very strange. I'm in round still. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I should have done some trading by now and, and moved on guys that have pissed me off last the, weekend. The frustration and rage of some of the uh, scores is still very raw as well because you haven't been able to trade them out yet. Oh, I know. I'm, I suppose there's one bright side to it which is still I've got some players to look forward to and you know maybe do a little bit better in the next couple of games that's but, true that's true but yeah, at the same point I really want to get some trades done it's a Monday that's what I do yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely what we want to do we've only got five round uh how many games we've got? Seven, Seven games to go through. Uh, so we'll take a look through those. Maybe have a look forward to the next couple of games coming up oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, we can do that. Um, and then in the second part, as always, we'll get on to some questions and our favourite game, of course, Risk It For The Biscuit. Yes. But let's dive straight into this first game. Sydney, Adelaide. Jeez, uh, I didn't expect the Crows to get up in this one over in Sydney. Me neither. Um, considering that they basically didn't have a starting midfield, I was shocked that oh. they managed this. It was incredible. And <laughs> the most annoying part of it, I think, and a lot of people would have had this, Tom Dode, a Tommy D, our man, <laughs> I moved him onto the bench after I brought Caulfield into the defensive line. And that's 102 points sitting in my emergency list. I had a friend at work today complaining about exactly the same thing. It's uh, did you do you have him on your field? Yeah, I'm playing four guys oh, on my field, so he was monster. that fourth one. Yeah. But really, look, to be honest, if you did shift him onto your bench, you mm-hmm. made the right decision. The only reason I didn't is because I didn't have anyone better on my bench to bring on. Yeah, but it was the right decision benching him based on what he'd done previously. Compared to Finlayson and Murray, those are the guys you yeah. should have played given what we'd seen before that. It's just, and it's just a little bit of bad luck. But, you know, that happens every week. Yeah. Um, Taylor Walker put in a good game and key forwards do that every once in a while. But, you yes. know, don't be looking to rush Taylor Walker into your side, even in drafts. Um, he is very inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Seedsman, he's not inconsistent at all. He's been a champion. I'm looking to get this guy into my side this week when the trades do open up. Yeah, I really want to bring him in. Um, the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about is the fact that he's had such good, such a good start to the season. Mm. I'm worried the opposition, opposition coaches are going to start actually paying attention to him and shutting him down. I did see that they gave him 10 votes this week in the coaches' votes, and that normally indicates that they're paying really, really close attention to him. So yeah, it could be interesting this week. Playing Gold Coast this next game. Oh, I could free him up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I oh, Actually, who will two Camilla go to? Because he was the one that really clamped down on Dane Zorko. Holman. Um, or Holman, yeah, as a forward. Jeez, oh, that makes life interesting. Yeah, it's... Wait and see on that, because... Stewie Juice seems to me the sort of guy that would be fairly happy to shut someone down. Mm. Well, you're getting... You're paying top dollar for Seedsman. He's almost going to be about 600000 by the time price changes come in. Mm. So, you're not exactly getting him super cheap. No. Yeah, it's a little bit of a worry, but, you know, wait and see. He's just been so good, though. I think we discussed last week whether we thought he was a top six defender at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. On current form, I'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it, it really looks like it, it, he is. But then again, obviously, we've got uh, DPP changes coming in in the next couple of weeks, so that's something to look forward to as well. Yeah. Um, Rory Laird had a bit of a down game, but just don't worry about that. He Back him in every week. 89 still he, a great score. He started the game really well. I think it was just in that last quarter he basically didn't touch it. I heard someone complain about that score. I heard someone say that that was awful and you know blamed a poor round so far on Rory Laird's 89. Yeah. That's a defender. And let's be honest, everyone has him, so everyone's in the same boat as you. He's owned by 68% of teams. I was shocked when I heard that rant. I was, yeah, I I couldn't believe that. So if, yeah, that's not the reason you're having a bad round. Mm. Everyone's in the same boat. No, definitely not. Uh, Did you you hear uh, BT commentating on this game at all, mate? I did. Which bit specifically? Gallucci, the luch, might be the worst <laughs> attempt at him forcing a nickname. Did, did you hear it was because I think it was Cameron Ling asked him to come up with one? It's, he called him the luch. And, I uh, thought it was Gallucci. No, 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 no. At one stage he said the luch. Wow. <laughs> That's an awful effort. Um, we'll move away wow. from uh, the Crows unless you spotted anyone else there that you want to mention quickly. Um, just very quickly, mm. we mentioned it last week. Camillus Yolman, Hugh Greenwood. 
Um, they're the guys that are benefiting from scored the, reasonably well in the absence of those other midfielders. Yeah. Continue for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Manny Crouch must be due back pretty soon, though. I think in the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, I think he's about a fortnight away or so. Yeah, and Sloan will probably come back in at the same time. So keep an eye on those two. Maybe their scores will start going down once they get mm, back. Possibly in. they are playing Gold Coast this week. But that's true. Um, Sydney, geez, Isaac Heaney really showed people again because we we had a little bit of a worry last week. I think he had he put in. A game where, you know, he looked like he was everywhere, but it didn't translate to a great fantasy score. This week it did with 115. Yeah. He was terrific. And he's definitely a top six forward at the end of the year for me. Yep, agreed. Yeah, so just lock and load with Isaac Heaney. If you don't have him, look to get him in at some stage. I think his price is a little bit lower than what he was at the start of the season as well after a couple of more average games. Yeah, he's definitely dropped a little bit. Yeah, uh, Zach Jones, he's a solid draft player when he's actually on the field. He, he is, yeah. He's, he's a draft guy, mm. but he, he would have been taken in pretty much every league, you would have thought. I oh. don't think he'd be free in any... No, you'd assume that he was taken, but then again, he did get injured. So if you're in a shallow league, just keep an eye out. Um, Jake Lloyd had a better game than I thought he was going to have this week, actually, because we, we have this little bit of a... Or at least I have this worry about the SCG when uh, those uncontested players running around. Uh, they don't have enough space on the ground to actually move into empty pockets and get their position, their uh, possessions. So, yeah, Jake Lloyd had a good game with 89, but mm. nothing superb. And he's actually a little bit of a worry for me with uh, whether or not he'll actually be a top six defender at the end of the year. I know a lot of people dumped him this week just gone, but, yeah, yeah, you may need to reconsider depending on the DPP changes. What are your thoughts on him long term? Um, who are we talking about? Jake Lloyd. <laughs> what are you researching there? I can see you desperately scrolling through your iPad. Uh, Zach Jones. He's only owned by 65% of teams. Oh, okay. So, they're, all right. So, we're going that far back. <laughs> oh, so, 35% of uh, leagues will have him available. Yeah, so, a third of teams. Yeah. A third of leagues you can grab him. Yeah. So, uh, who are we talking about? Jake Lloyd. What are your thoughts um, on him long term? Is he a top six defender? In on current account? form, Yes. Oh, um, really? But I expect him to be overtaken by someone who gets DPP. Yeah. Um, but as it stands at the moment, he is, yes, but that's just because there's not a lot of good options. Yeah. Um, Luke, I have concerns, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him. Luke Parker. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a keeper owner of Luke Parker. I've owned him for like three years now. So I didn't go into this year with him in salary cap for this specific reason. He, every once in a while has, you know, even two quarters at a time where he just barely touches the ball. And that is partly due to him being thrown forward by Horse Longmar and the ball not being up there at certain times of the game. Um, it's also sometimes just due to the fact that he's not where the ball is. He well, he played the first half as a forward. Yeah, I it, think he was the key forward for the first half of the game. Mm. Um, and he didn't touch it. Yeah. Well, second half, he moved onto the ball, and he actually scored pretty well in the second half. Mm. But that first half just killed him. Yeah, so it, it is really frustrating with Luke Parker. I do think you have to move him on sooner rather than later. You can't keep carrying him with scores like this. Yeah, well, you would have picked him up as an underpriced premium, expecting him to bounce at some point. Yep. Um, he scored, was it 73? His break-even was 113. So, so 40 points less. He's going to drop Hugely from 699 at the moment. So this is about where you picked him up as well. I think you started the season about 675 or something like so, that. Yeah. I think you've just got to cut cut your losses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, switch him up for someone. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my thinking at least. And um, interestingly, Zach mm-hmm. Merritt, 620,000 yep. going into the Anzac Day Clash. Mm-hmm. That might be the switch. Or even if he has a really he's if he not has gonna a good game, he's not going to jump much. up that much. And even if he has an average game, he might go down just that teeny bit more. So that's a great I think swap. His break there. even from memory was about 101 or something. So you'd think he'll get it. You should, you should get it. Anzac Day game is normally pretty free-flowing. Yeah. But yeah. for me, that's probably the switch. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. The other two are Josh Kennedy and Dan Hanabry. Dan Hanabry is in no form at the moment. He just looks woeful. Uh I'm I'm almost at the point of saying that you might need to look at benching him in draft leagues if you have a, a solid 90 option on your bench because um, he just doesn't yeah. look like he can find the ball at the moment. Um, uh, what did he get last week? So this week he's gotten 54. He was going at an average of just under 80 before that as well. Yeah, he's not having a great season. I think he might have been injury interrupted he, in the he preseason. He was, yeah. He did, but that... You know, because he had that. Was it an PCL in a final last season, or am I thinking of the year before? I think that was the year before. He did have an issue though, and he has had an interrupted preseason. So 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. You might have to bench him and just wait and see with some of his scores. I actually quite like the idea of benching him in ultimate footy mm-hmm. uh, because this week the Swans do play the first game on the Saturday. So if you have the time and effort to actually loophole him, you oh, could yeah. loophole him as the first Saturday game. That's a good if idea. you've got a, a non-playing midfielder. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, and Josh Kennedy's a worry as well. I'd say the same thing with him for owners in draft leagues because he's just going at a rate of, I think he was averaging just under or just over 80 as well, and he's just got a 66. Yeah. They're just not the, stringing good scores together. The entire Swans... Um, midfield is just in poor form at the same time, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, it's not great. They will bounce at some point, but I don't know when it'll be. Yeah, and just a final word before we do move on to the next game. That's one bad game for Lance Franklin. Unlucky, just take it and move on. You know, he's going to bounce back next week and go with another 100, I'd say. So, you know, he's a top six forward definitely at the end of the year. I've got no question about it. So don't stress about jumping off of him. It's... You know, if you've got him in as a premium and he's going to be, uh, you think he's going to be top six at the end of the year, you don't have to worry about break evens or price anymore. Just don't even look at it if he's losing any money over the next couple of weeks. Um, Saints and Giants. Brilliant game. It was a great game. I don't know how someone didn't win this game, though, because I think it was a tie for about the last two minutes of it. Yeah. And <laughs> no one could put a point on the board. So it was great to watch, though. Um, it was really exciting. I guess we'll have a look at the the Giants first yeah. and the Lids. What, what the hell? Where has oh. this come from? He did, did you watch this game? Yeah, he was awesome. He, he was everywhere. It was incredible. I thought he was playing almost what Whitfield should be doing at the moment, where he just looked like he was racking up marks at will. Yeah, easy plus sixes, and he got a couple of goals just to uh, cap it off. Yeah, no, he was. He was everywhere, looked oh. really good, looked really clean and classy when he mm. got the ball. Uh, and because of that, they just kept, when they saw him, they'd sometimes do a string a few handballs together just to get it in his yeah. hands. So, yeah, it looked really good. Consistency across the stat line as well. That's what we love seeing. And he's had 18 kicks, 11 handballs, 8 marks, 6 tackles, and a couple Two of sags in there. That's so, a little bit of everything. What? So, he's a forward. Yes. And he's had a couple of good weeks in a row as well. What was his last game like? Uh, let me just find out. Don't ask me questions where we haven't researched. You know, and we, and we never research. I was versing him this week, so I can find it pretty quickly. Uh, let's have a look. See, uh, I think he had a eighty-eight or a ninety or something like that last week. So his scores he's are gone, trending upward. Yeah, he's been trending upwards. Yeah, he had sixty-four, eighty-eight, and one thirty-six yeah. for the last three. Trending upwards. He's got oh, he's got Brisbane next. Oh, that's tasty. Very. What do you think of him in salary cap? Because obviously, if he's available in draft leagues, go out and get him. If you've got him, hold him. But in salary cap leagues... I've got no idea what he'd be priced at. He would be quite cheap. So he is priced at... He's just a shade over 500 at the moment. So he will go up this week. Probably do about 535, somewhere around there. Mm. That's underpriced. for if he can keep pumping out scores that are plus 100. It is. I wouldn't expect him to continue doing this though yeah he's probably Kelly will come back soon mm. um, Scully's out for a long time so that's not an issue yeah but I think he's that classy people will start to pay attention to him so I wouldn't expect that he's going to be able to do this a lot yeah but I mean if you've got Kelly coming back in and then Shield in the side as well plus Whitfield there's not a chance Delidio gets tagged before those three All right, so let me pose it to you this way then yeah if you bring him in as a forward, yeah. at this point, mm-hmm. you have to be happy to hold him long term yeah. because stuff will happen through the course of the season. You might not be able to jump off when you want. Mm-hmm. Are you happy holding him long term? Oh, geez, it's a tough call. Because I mean, I'd be happy to have him for this next week against Brisbane. Yeah. But after that, he comes up against. Who's it? Yeah. Who, um, Geelong. Yeah. Eagles. Mm-hmm. And North are the next three. Well, I maintain. None of them are giving up a lot of points. No, no. Jeez, mm, it's tough. So I, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't be happy holding him for the next month or so if I needed to. If you're a risk taker, though, I don't mind it. If you're uh, if you've fallen really far behind and you're looking for a, a golden goose to try and yeah, get in you that up, case, maybe I have no issue with it. Um, Callan Ward, yeah, he's just a solid player. We love Callan Ward, and Stephen Cornelio was absolutely the right choice to go with captaincy this week as well. Was, I think it was probably the safest choice. A lot of people were worried about Tom Mitchell getting tagged and that eventuated. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a great choice if you did end up going. Yeah, obviously, there were a few people that scored higher, but of the 
the, sort of the go-to safe options. The top the one few, to go. absolutely. Um, Tim Taranto is just getting it done as well. He's He hasn't stopped. But again, you know, we keep saying this every week. As soon as Kelly comes back, even later when Scully comes back, you need to offload him pretty quick because he's going to be shunted straight back to the borderline. Having said that, he also had quite a nice... Um, spread of score sources. A lot of disposals, six marks, seven tackles. We love that stat spread here. Um, what, what else have we got? Have we got anyone else there that you like the uh, the look of? I mean, there's someone I hate the look of, which is Lockie Whitfield at the moment. That's, we, do you want to talk about Whitfield for a bit? No, or is got, it just that same fact that he oh, can't handle attention? Oh, my God. We've actually got a question about him a little bit later, oh, okay, so cool. I'll, uh, I'll leave that until then. Um, Finlayson got 60 this week, I see, but he's still, lucky, so he's still making money. He's still making a lot of money. And uh, the other one is I have the odd feeling that they might try and bring Giles Langdon back in this week because I think they could have definitely used a, a nuggety pressure forward up mm. in that line. So if you were holding him in salary cap, hold him another week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably one more for the drafts. Nick Haynes injured something. <laughs> what, what, what did he struggled he through the game. It was a knee or a quad or something. Oh, that was it. Yeah, he got a, a nice um, uh, corky, I think. Yeah, so I expect him to miss. Yeah, he might miss because he, he was really running a bit uh, just <laughs> wobbly out on the day. Um, for the Saints, geez, Seb Ross is getting it done as well, isn't he? Um, we, yeah. we mentioned that he was a target a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> he's still only owned by just over 1% of the competition. Definitely goes under the radar in salary cap. Yeah, he's he's absolutely brilliant. He's he was priced last week at about just under seven hundred and thirty, so he'll still be about seven forty, seven fifty. Mm. If you're looking, if you've got a bit of cash and you're looking for someone a bit different to maybe upgrade Parker to, don't mind oh, Seb yeah. Ross at all. No, definitely not. He generally generally doesn't have bad games, mm. which yeah. means he's probably going to have one next week now. So <laughs> just put the mozzer on him. <laughs> I think I probably did. Uh, um, Oh, who else is that? Gee, Blake Akers, you know, Jack Stephen. These are some of the guys yeah. that who we've been very interested in all year. So yes. Jack Stephen is someone you bought in, and he, he must have been doing pretty well for you so far. Uh, he had a couple of bad weeks. Um, I think he was bad last week. From oh, memory. was it? Yeah. But this is a good bounce back from him. Um, and Blake Akers is the uh, saint that we probably should have all chosen instead of Jack Billings at the start of the year Absolutely. in the forward line. Absolutely. Um, and he's, oh, I mean... Kind of like Taranto in, in the scoring yeah. uh, ability, but it doesn't look like he will move away from the midfield. It's role dependent, but yeah. his role seems a lot safer than yeah. Taranto's. So Ceiling's probably not as high, though. If you've got Blake Akers, I have no issue just holding him at, because he may actually end up being a or close enough to a top six forward at the end of the year, the way that he's going. Um, based on the current options available, possibly, yeah. Well, he's averaging a shade over 96 at the moment before you include his 100 from this weekend. That's true. And that's in a team that really isn't playing well. Yeah. So, so that's fair. And he's, he's put up some bigger scores as well. He's got a couple of 120s, I think, at the start of the year. That's fair. I just want to backtrack slightly to Jack Sinclair, mm-hmm. who you completely skipped past. I, I, with the, 113 and you skipped him. There's too many Jacks, mate. <laughs> there's too if there's many. any Saints player you don't know their name, good bet it's a Jack. There's a solid chance um, that it's Jack. So Jack Sinclair from the Saints in yep. ultimate footy. He is a center only. Um I was having a look at him earlier today because I was considering using him as a risk it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's owned by sixty percent, so I couldn't. Yeah, you can't do that, mate. But that means there are forty percent of t- of leagues out there where he is not owned. He's averaging only seventy five point two, but if you take away his first two games of the year, mm-hmm. that jumps up to ninety two. Oh yeah. So if his last we're, we're round five now, aren't we? round five. Last three games, he's averaging ninety two. He plays the Hawks in Tassie next game at University of. Um, Tasmania Stadium or whatever it is, yeah, which from called. memory is the ground in Tassie that scores well. The, oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Good call. Um, so a possible waiver option there if you need a centre. Yes, yeah. there's usually not a lot of good centres mm. available. Uh, um, Jack Billings is frustrating, to say the least, for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've got him still in my team. I've been holding him because there have been too many other issues to sort out uh, and too many other sort of tempting options out there. I, he's really frustrating because he's scoring just enough where yeah. I can go like that, an 87 this week for a forward. I can sort of go, right, he's losing money, yes. Yeah. But, he, but I don't need to move him right now. Yeah, this, I've got bigger issues. If he was getting constantly going 50s, and I know he had a 67 and then a 78 or whatever yeah. last week, but it's ju- he's just sort of trekking along. The frustrating thing is it's the same in the actual games. Like at yeah. half time this game, he was... I think on like 45 or yeah, something. Yeah, 45, 47 So or he was like on that. 
track for to get close enough, close to a ton. Yeah, and uh, he just kind of, he actually fell out of it in the third quarter. I think he only got about three or four touches in the third quarter and was on just under sixty. And then in the last, he got a couple of cheap plus sixes. So, what would you be doing with him? I actually am. I'm leaving him in my side at the moment because I've got a greater worry, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm leaving him there for the moment and just sort of hoping that he comes back into it because we know last year he had a bit of a poor start to the year and then he came back hard in the last half. Yeah, so, so I'm also holding him mm-hmm. um, on based on the fact that. The premiums this year are so up and down. Yeah, I'm not sure who I'd actually change him to in the mm. forward line. Who I can trust. Yeah. Uh, quick tip: Go out and grab Brandon White if he's on the waiver wires in some of your uh, keeper <laughs> leagues because he mm. looked really good. He um, did. He did. Looked tough. If, if he plays that role consistently, because obviously you know this, I think this is his first game for the year, maybe or second game for the year. Yeah, I think so. Um, if he can play that consistent role that he played last weekend, you know, just keep him in your side for a couple of weeks and see what he's doing because he could get a lot of points for you. Mm. Um, Nick Caulfield, still a solid game. 79, he's looking the goods. Uh, yep. I really like Nick Caulfield. Um, yeah, anyone else there you want? Oh, Shane Savage, 50. Yeah. Right back down to it. I'll put that as a blip on the radar. He's, he's averaging just under 100 before this week. I think that he'll bounce back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, a little embarrassing for him, though. He scored the same as Hunter Clark. So. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not good. Because <laughs> we love Hunter Clark for the future, but not for this year. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Jack Nunes, um, because, yeah, from memory, um, in like the first quarter. So I, you'd think he's probably going to miss. He might, but it didn't look that bad. It looked like it was just a precautionary thing. Um, Concussion, though. Yeah. It's very rare they get up the next game these it, days. Yeah, it's tough. So, uh, you know, in a draft league, because that's pretty much where you're looking at Jack Noons, just be wary of that. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Carlton West Coast. Although, oh, oh, oh. I will say, yeah. in salary cap, he's a centre on a mid-only, isn't he? Yes. You'd think he'll probably get DPP change. Or he could, yeah. So um, this score will set his break-even very high. Interesting. Yeah, keep an eye on that score then. Uh, what have we got? Uh, West Coast Carlton. West Coast just got up in the end. Not a lot of great scores from West Coast. Uh, Elliot, really not. Yo is just proving how good a player he is when he's played in the right role. I mean, 108 this week, so he's gone back-to-back uh, ju- just about 110-plus games uh, <laughs> after that terrible game a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I still think he's a must-have defender by the end of the year. I know, um, I know you're iffy on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm iffy on the roll. But he's just going to win you more games than he's going to lose you games. And while you might say, yes, one of those losing games might be in the finals, and that is a big worry, mm-hmm. but then again, just like this, he could go two games, 120, 108, and win you those finals. So Look, I'm still not sold, but I'm getting closer to it. Yeah. Do you go I do the... like the fact that he got 11 tackles because mm. that's not usually his go. No, it's it's good to see. So the, the question is, do you do you go for the win or do you play safe? And that's really a fine line. It's a fine balance. Um, mm. So Andrew Gaff, good solid score from him. The one that's interesting me at the moment is Chris Maston because, and that mm. hurts to say. Physically, <laughs> I can't get that out how much it hurts. So... Chris Maston has had a really sordid career with fantasy coaches, to say the least. Um, but he's gone pretty well the last two or three weeks. Um, it, I don't know what to say for draft leagues because he's absolutely not a salary cap guy. He's actually taken in a lot of draft leagues. I looked at him last week. And yeah, he's gone in hours. because he's had a couple of good weeks in a row. But yeah. if he is available in your draft league, I do, it's weird to Jump say. on at the moment. But I yeah. don't mind he's jumping He's in on. good form. There's no one in the Eagles reserves that is going to take his spot. Or his role yeah. at this stage. He's, he's got a good role. It, it looks like role. they gave Redden a go there. Couldn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. Maston's come in. Looks like it. Redden's tagging at the moment. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing for me. I think they're trying to turn Redden into a tagger. and mm-hmm. He's got to have some reason to be in the Yeah, team. true. That, that'll probably force Mark Hutchings out of the team at some stage to allow some of those younger new guys to come in. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jack Redden, you know, 78 is a bit higher, but geez, he's been woeful this year. <laughs> Once again, you've completely skipped a very important player. Oh, who am I skipped? Is it Scott Lysett? Is that who I've skipped? No. Are we talk- who are we talking Jamie Cripps, my risk it from last oh, week. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. You'll risk it from last week. Fantastic. 94. All right, 94. All, all right. right. Yeah, I'll give you two points for two that. Two points for yeah, that? Yeah, you get two points. Yeah. That's all I wanted. All right. Yeah. All right, you can move on. All right. But he was, he was actually really, really good. He was. It sort of scored in, in bursts, mm-hmm. so there'd be a blotting period where he wasn't getting the ball, then he'd get a lot of it. 
um, which is probably more his role than anything else, sort yeah. of half forward slash small forward. Last week he was only owned by, I think, 40% of teams. Uh-huh. I wouldn't expect that it's jumped up a lot higher than that. So he probably is available in a lot of waivers. Yeah. And his last few games have been quite solid. So have a look if you're needing a forward. Yeah, I like it. Um, I actually want to move on to the uh, the Blues because West Coast aren't the, the most friendly, fantasy-friendly side in the world. Uh, but Colton have a lot of good players we're interested in. Paddy Cripps, 138. That was fantastic. Um, Ed mm. Kerno has been super consistent this year. So is he salary cap worthy? Yes, he's averaging 114 as of last week. Before you take into account this 132, he is absolutely salary cap worthy. He, I agree. I mean, what he'll be priced at around about 740k this week. Another Parker upgrade option. Oh yeah, another really good so he's option. Spending a little bit of money mm. this time round. Yeah, but. Kerno has been in great form. However, I almost like Ross a bit better because surprisingly, as of last week, Kerno was owned by 6% uh, of the competition as opposed to Seb Ross's 1%. It's probably because Colton had all the Friday night games. People know who he is <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, that's true. Or they're trying to get Charlie Kerno and they're getting the wrong one. Yeah, that's, that's also possible. <laughs> it, it, it's amusing that he's going to be the one that will probably go down as the bad Kerno. <laughs> Which is really, I mean... He's a good, solid player. He's never really been like able, He hasn't been able to string it together particularly well. Uh, I've never thought of him as salary cap friendly at all, but he's absolutely going great guns. This he's year. smashing it this year. Yeah. And particularly with Murphy out for an extended period as well. No issue with bringing him in. And no one's going to tag Ed Kernow. No one's <laughs> no. going to look at Ed Kernow. Um, Cade Simpson, I mean, this just shows what the man can do. Bounce back from last week. No we'll issue move on. Yep. Um, Zach Fisher is one that I mentioned as my uh, risk it a couple of weeks yeah, ago. We've highlighted him, I think, two or three times so far he this year. Well, if he's still available in your league, and he is still available in some leagues, go get him. Absolutely. He, he's a great young player. For a keeper league, he's a massive target. Yeah, I think we actually advised one of our mates to get him on the podcast a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm pretty and sure. And he did because I burst him this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I really like him. And he really sort of looked like he made that midfield spot his own this yeah, week. He, he looked really good. He's owned in 52% of teams. Mm. So he's available in almost half the leagues. Your boy, Lockie O'Brien, had a decent game this week. 68. He's starting to, starting to put a little bit of uh, yeah. points on the board. Yeah, it keeps going up from there. You know, you've got a, a high opinion of Lockie O'Brien. You think he's like going to turn into the next Andrew Gaff sort of character? I do like him. Oh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Harry McKay actually is one that our mate wanted us to point out. Um, he's he's gone seventy five. He's actually owned by almost five percent of the competition, which is very strange. There must be a lot of Colton fans playing fantasy out there. <laughs> um, Look, don't go and jump on this guy. He's, he was priced at just under 230k, so he was slightly more expensive as a rookie. He's had a 75, good solid score. His break-even will be low. Four goals, though. He's had four goals, and about three of them fell into his lap. Were like shocking kicks, high kicks forward, and they just luckily fell into his lap with no equals player next to him. So, yeah, I would not expect that he's going to average more than 45. No. Nah. Um, 50 for the rest of the year. Yeah. We'll move on to the next game, shall we? Um, we've got the uh, Power and the Cats. Geez, the, the Power have just fallen away, haven't they? They are not looking I good without Ryan. by this scoreline. Yeah. The, well, um, it, it really does look like Patrick Ryder is the, the keystone for this team. Because mm. when he's not playing, he they are just absolutely woeful. They, they can't get their hands on the ball. Amazing. Um, and we know, obviously, the, the struggles that Rocky has had, and he's not playing at the moment, which is a, a big problem for them. So Yeah, it's and this was at home for them as well. Mm. Like I thought, I, I genuinely wasn't sure who to tip for this game, but I was sure it would be a close one. Yeah. I, I actually thought it would be a really good game, but it looks like it was mm. not. If you can't tell, I'm currently padding because my computer has just... Oh, I was wondering why we were still talking about, <laughs> so about it. I thought I could get away with the padding, but there's just nothing more Is your computer still loading? Yeah, no, I, I, got, I got it there now. So cool. for the uh, for the Cats, I mean, George Holland-Smith, last-minute substitute has come in. He was, he was great, but again, just don't jump on some of these scores. They're not in salary cap. Uh, I don't know. There's not enough depth for me at, um, available at uh, Geelong. There's, he's not going to be a full-time player. Someone's going to come back into this side and they're going to take George Holland's first In spot. the next couple of weeks, who? Well, in the next couple of weeks, what you're saying is for a draft league... Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely if not in salary cap. If, don't look at him in salary cap. If but in draft... If you're desperate for the next couple of weeks, I don't mind it. But if you're looking for a long-term... Joel Selwood got suspended today. Yes, yeah, so that's one is week. still a few weeks away. Yeah. 
Scott Seller got concussed on the weekend. Yeah, so he'll be one week away probably as well. So if a, a, a short-term player for a couple of weeks or in drafts? If you need him for a couple, yes. But if you're looking at someone long-term, not George Oh, Wilson. definitely not. Yeah. But a couple of weeks yeah. to fill a gap. Yeah, don't mind it. Um, Joel Selwood, uh, like we just said, uh, suspended for a match. There's a lot of suspensions in this game, actually. Uh, <laughs> one of them was particularly hilarious, so we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Um, Paddy Dangerfield's great game, uh, and Sam Minigola has. <laughs> I I think we we've mentioned it a couple of times, but you need to get him into your side. Yeah, that that poor start to the year's forgotten now. He needs to be in your yeah, side. I think that was a bit of fool's gold. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, Mitch Duncan had a down game this week, but it was because he did have a bit of a head collision at one stage during the game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, not not up to a, his usual scratch, but which means that after a couple of poorer games, his break-in will be quite high. He'll be slipping down in price. You might be able to nab him in a few weeks' time of just around about 700k, which would be a bargain for yeah, Duncan. Yeah, well, his break-even going into this round was 138. Mm. He got 90, so he's going to drop a huge amount this yeah. round. But even with that sort of injury slowing him down a little bit, he still scored 90, so that that's how good the guy is. Yeah. Um, Brandon Parfitt backed up his really big score last yeah. week with a pretty solid score, 89. Uh, a lot of people actually jumped on him in salary cap leagues. He's owned mm-hmm. by 6% of the comp now. Not too bad. His break-even will be really low, so yeah. good mid-priced sort of player, turns out. I, I actually thought, no, you can't jump on him in salary cap. It's not worth it. But, hey, it's turned out pretty good for those who did. Um, anyone else there you want to talk about? Tim Kelly is still making money. Don't jump off of him just yet. Not just yet, but he is getting close. Yeah. He, he's, keep an eye on that break-even. Uh, his break-even break even was 28 going into this. And round. he's made 70, so he's still making you some cash. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's not that far off. No. Um, anyone else there? Asaba is another one. So he had a break-even of 5, scored 55. He... I am a little bit worried about Radagolia, though, because, you know, Stanley's not doing particularly well. You know, he's not standing out. Um, Tom Hawkins was a last-minute out? Yeah, that's who George Paul Smith came in for. What was the cause for that out? Because I actually didn't see this game. I'm not actually 100% sure. So So if Hawkins is going to miss more games, Mm -hmm. Asada's probably safe. Asada will be safe in that case. But if Hawkins comes back in next week or the week after... And uh, maybe they Geelong do that thing where they want to shift up their rock division, uh, you know, because because Ge- because Geelong. <laughs> um, you may find that it's just Zach Smith rocking on his own, or Zach Smith and Reece Stanley. We're not one hundred percent sure how they want to line up week to week. Um, Scott Selwood injury for him. It is a concussion. He has had a lot of them, but he is a Selwood. But he is a Selwood, so he may play next <laughs> week. You never know because he is a Selwood. But he probably misses one. I expect he misses. Yeah, it was a pretty beasty hit from uh, one uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Thomas. Thomas. Jeez. Well, did, did Lindsay whack two guys in this game? Well, technically. So I'm pretty sure that Joel Selwood and Lindsay Thomas had a fight, had a bit of a, uh, um, a punch on. Uh, it might have been after that hit. And they both got one match suspensions for hitting each other in that. Yeah. And Lindsay Thomas has been sent to the tribunal separately for the incident where he knocked Scott Selwood out. Oh my god, he's such an oh, he's just such you, a. You'd think first game at his new club, he wouldn't be going out whacking guys. No, I, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to establish his presence on the field, but he's just got a stupid way of doing it. It's, anyway, uh, it's ridiculous. Enough Lindsay bashing. Uh, oh, there's never enough Lindsay bashing, man. <laughs> um, so a uh, Robbie Gray, he's one that I'm. Desperately trying to get into my team at the moment. He's still... He's going to be about 650, 660. So he's going to be pretty pricey for a mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. But he's going at an average of well over 100 now. So about probably about 103, 104. That's too much to ignore for a forward. Yeah, I, I agree. He, I think we were asked a few weeks ago, is Robbie Gray back? He's back. He's back. Oh, yeah, he's back. Uh, you need to get him into your side somehow, some way. Just look to get him in in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the argument there is, you know, he's priced very high. What if I wait for a bad game for his price to fall a bit? Geez, how long is that going to take? And who knows if it may even happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, sometimes you just need to make the jump. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, there was a a few solid games from the draft guys there. Brad Ebert, Westhoff, your man Jonas. I brought him in this week. Did you actually bring him him into my keeper side this week? Well done. 108, did you play him on the field? You know it. Oh, nicely done. I benched hidden for him. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's that's the lows that Hibbert has sunk to. That is the lowest thing I have ever heard. Mitch, 
Michael Hibbard has been benched for, for Tom, Tom Jonas five rounds into the 2018 season, and Tom Jonas smashed it. I mean, Hibbard Mike, should be like rolling in his sleep. Well, Mike, yeah, because he's not his grave. <laughs> he may as well be the scores. I like, you should, up. I like how you change mental tracks there. Halfway <laughs> through, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, he just looks like he's dead on the field. Yeah, he, uh, you never know. He may, you know, somehow through the grapevine hear about this, Matt, and I uh, really and come so. out and spank out a massive score. I tomorrow. really hope so. But he's definitely he's not coming close to one hundred eight. Let's face it. <laughs> it's, not the way he's going. And Travis Boak was good as well. Hamish Hartlett. I'll just go back to Jonas very quickly. Mm-hmm. Not this level, but decent scores may be sustainable. Well, he's had one or two bad games this year, and the rest have been actually really good. He was so. averaging 80 before this. So he'll be averaging mid-80s or 83, somewhere around about that. I reckon that's sustainable, an average of 80 this year. Yeah, and is your fourth or fifth defender in ultimate footy. It's exactly what Jeremy McGovern was for me last year, and yeah. he was worth his weight in gold. So I won the premiership in the Keeper League last year. So as you as you well know, so <laughs> those sorts of players are really handy. So moving on then. No, no, no. We'll, we'll keep talking about my premiership. <laughs> what else we got there? Uh, Ollie Wines had a little bit of an injury worry there, so don't jump off of him too quickly. He is still a really good player. Hmm. Um, Jack Watts was looking like he was going to tear this game apart. I'm pretty sure he was on about 42 at quarter time. Oh, nice. Something ridiculous, and he's finished on 70 because that's what Jack Watts does. Um, and also the power just fell away in a big fashion um, yeah and there's not really too much else no, to talk about no not there? really uh, I'll say we'll move on to the uh, Frio Bulldogs clash shall we mm. this was a bit of a shellacking in the end um, so geez, Dockers Fife that is a big score 136 he's now going at an average well over 105 He's rewarded the, uh, those players that have started with him in their salary cap side. And hung on to him for the first couple of games. Yep. He'll be at 730-odd K after this week, somewhere, or 725, somewhere around about is that, that mile. he is? That's what he is. So, uh, with a lowish break-even. His break-even this week was 94. Ooh. How much was Parker again? 699 at the 699, moment? so he probably goes down to around about 685, somewhere around that mark. That's not a bad sideways trade. You've got the cash. Mm-hmm. I like that. Not too bad an option. There's a lot of options out there for Parker, so don't get disheartened if you own him and you're trying but to get rid of him. You probably need to get rid of him. You do now. You do. Um, you absolutely do. Uh, Connor Blakely. Which means you'll probably pump out 120 next week. <laughs> True. Connor Blakely's another one who really highly touted to get DPP status. So he's one of the guys that could take that top six absolutely. position. Well, to be fair, before this week, he was averaging 81. Mm, all right, maybe I'm being a bit over-enthusiastic. Yeah, he had a really good week last week, I think, or the week before as well. Mm. So if he can string these games together, yes, he absolutely will be. But that's not the average we thought he was going to have, uh, that 81, 82 average. Mm, probably about where I thought he'd be. No, I thought he would be, you know, definitely a top six sort of um, defender, like a 90 to 95 at least. With Luke Ryan and um, Wilson coming across... I wasn't expecting him to be pumping out massive scores like this all the time. But having said that, I just said I think he's going to be one of the top six yeah. guys, possibly. So what do I know? Speaking of someone who we didn't think was going to be a uh, top five or top six anything, uh, Dave Mundy was a forward option this year. I didn't think much of that, but he's proving to be really solid. Yeah. He's almost that Michael Hibbert sort of scorer, consistent. He's uh, averaging 90, 94 just on that. Uh, he's got another 95 this week. It, it, he looks like he's ready for a consistent 90 to 95 averaging season, which is really, really handy in your forward line. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's probably not much more I can really is add it, to that. Is it worth bringing him in for salary cap? Because draft leagues, he's gone by a long shot, but he's only owned by 2.1% of the comp. If you want a massive point of difference, mm. I don't hate it. Mm. Um, I'm not sold that this is the week to bring him in against the Eagles in the Derby, though. I am. I think that he'll be great against the Eagles right. because the Eagles' midfield is shit. And, and is he playing midfield or is he playing he's forward? Playing, I've seen him forward a lot. Yeah, he's playing a bit of both. But then again, our mid-range defenders are great. So our tall, West Coast tall defenders mm. are very good. But our mid-range defenders at the moment are Jackson Nelson, Tom Cole, those sorts of guys. Shepard. Unless he gets Brad Shepard, who is a very, very good defender, 
he might go for a few goals this week. To yeah, try to convince me because Frio does have some good small forwards, so they'll yeah. probably take Shepard's attention first. Yeah, Shepard is a very good defender, so whoever he gets matched up on will generally not do very well, but I think Dave Mundy will get under the guard this week. Yeah, all right, uh, you've convinced me. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Michael Walters, solid game from him as well. He's a uh, keep in salary caps. Yes. Uh, Lockie Neal isn't, though. Lockie 86. Lockie yeah. Neal is averaging under 100 at 98. He is uh, has a break-even last week of 110, so he's still going down. Yeah. And he's priced at, well, at the moment, 692, so that'll Ooh. be even lower. That's Parker levels. He's going to be cheaper than Parker. He is going to be cheaper than Parker. Jeez. Yeah, look, I think we spoke about this possibly last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of the ball, but he's not translating it to fantasy scores because yeah. all he's doing is handballing. Exactly, nine That's kicks. literally all he does. Nine kicks, 20 handballs, only two marks, four tackles. Normally, you'd expect him to get more tackles. Yeah, uh, yeah and he's having 15 contested possessions, so he's doing what the coach wants, Yeah, but it's not translating. Like, it's not a fantasy scoring yeah. role, so I agree. He needs to go. Ship him off. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah, not really too much else I want to say. Some good scores from the uh, rookies. Andrew Brayshaw, if you were holding on to him, he's done a bit better this week with 75. Uh, Bailey Banfield is doing better with 66, so he's still got some money to make. Same so, with Mitch Crowden. Yeah, Banfield's break-even was 5. He smashed that, so he will be good. Crowden's was negative 12, yep, so obviously. Um, Duman, the new kid that came in, his was 27. Uh, it got 59, so probably yep. just enough. Chera got 84 with two goals. Mm-hmm. So and all of them are holds. They're going to be making you a lot more cash. Exactly. Um, and Bailey Watch as well. We, we've actually found out that uh, Bailey Dale versus a Bailey Williams. We've been neglecting a lot of Baileys around the competition. To all our loyal listeners who, who <laughs> just sit there eagerly anticipating Bailey Watch. I'm sorry we have been neglecting you. Our <laughs> Bailey Watch has been too narrow in focus. It's... From this day forth, we will expand the Bailey Watch to cover all Baileys that you want to hear about. It's way too formal, mate. It's... This is From important. This, day forth. this is important, Christian. The Bailey Watch. All right. We did actually get a message from one of our listeners. Who said... <laughs> we did get asked to expand the Bailey Watch, though. <laughs> who said, what about Bailey Badfield and... Also from Melbourne, who's playing tomorrow night, Bailey Fritch. Well, he, actually, he's not playing. He's not playing. So, so that's that makes the point. Bailey Watch yeah. difficult. Um, I, I love this, considering that I started Bailey Watch just to annoy you, because I knew it was oh pissing you off. God. This <laughs> is amazing. Well, Bailey Banfield, he's going great guns. And over for the Bulldogs, just mm. <laughs> we've got... Uh, well, Bailey Williams was actually out this week, and Bailey Dale only got 57. So Bailey Watch continues to yeah. be but Bailey average at best. In it, you're in fetching, so he couldn't fly, but he could have played. He oh, will be back in yeah. this week. He'll be fine. There, there's no issue with him playing. Uh, for the Bulldogs, some of the top scorers, though, are really interesting. Toby McLean is a great yep, player, great person to have in your forward line. And if you thought you were about to say great guy there. No, I was actually trying to just <laughs> say that Toby McLean was great because I've never had the occasion to do that before. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, top six forward? Yeah, we said that he probably could be last week, and I, I agree. I still think that he will be. Uh, Tim English, yeah. I think one of the moves that I said that we should do last week and that you said as well, but you didn't, White. One of the moves that I said. I'm pretty sure this was my idea. No, I'm pretty sure this was my idea. We'll uh, nobody look back at the history of this podcast because <laughs> I want to claim it. Well, I actually did it. You didn't. Um, so bringing <laughs> even just a 170k ruck, so a cheap player into your ruck lineup, uh, while bringing out like a Bailey Fritz from your forward line and switching Tim English into your forward line yep. would allow you to play him on the field. Yep. So the want to do it with this week. Christensen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Ditch Christensen, he's useless. He's met his break even, so <laughs> he's useless. He's had one bad game after very He's had a run. few bad games. No, he hasn't. He's been averaging like 90. I'm over him. He's gone. It's one week. <laughs> so harsh. But yeah, so he's uh, Christensen, this is the week to get rid of him. So uh, you can bring Tim English onto your field this way. He's just scoring way too high to be left on the bench. Who's he bursting next, next week? Uh, ooh, good question. Have a look at that. Uh, but while you do... Because we did highlight this last week, that uh-huh. he would probably be able to run Sandy off his feet and get a lot of loose ball. And he did. So he's gone for ooh. 19 disposals, 13 hit-outs. So a decent amount of hit-outs in there as well. Yeah. With uh, three tackles, nine marks, which is incredible, um, and a behind. So he could have got a couple more points as well. Yeah. He plays Carlton on Friday night. Oh, it'll depend maybe if Cruz is... But then again, he's played a really good Ruckman in Sandy. 
So Cruz is a lot more mobile. Though. He yeah, it's a very different beast. But I, I mean, I'd still back him in for a seventy to eighty. I think so. Yeah. And then the week after that, he's got the Suns. Yeah, which is better than most of the forward rookies can do anyway. So yeah, I'd definitely be backing him in on great, the field at this stage. Great option. Well, his break even was negative one last week. So he's got a hundred and seven. Um, what have we got? Mitch Honeychurch as well. Mitch Honeychurch, 106 points. My risk it for the biscuit pick last week. I will give you two ticks for that. Bang. Bang. When was the last time we had a risk it for the biscuit score 100 plus? It's been a while, I think. I don't think we've had one this year. Not this year, no. No. So I think we might have had one or two last year. Oh, I had Big Brandy Brown last year. On one of the weeks, he got about 140. (laughs) I had Billy Stretch last year. Oh, In like the very first week of risk it. And I was like, this game's pretty easy. That's someone we haven't heard of for a while, Billy Stretch. Um, yeah, Mitch Honeychurch, great game from him. and <laughs> good, good job picking the good Honeychurch week as well. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, I based it on the ground as well. So it is still a big ground over out west. So some of those uncontested players do get a bit more of the ball. Uh, he had nine marks. Um, interesting question, actually. I had a, <laughs> one of our listeners message me and mm. suggest that we have a new rule for Risk It For The Biscuit. And okay. you know I'm a big fan of making uh, enough new rules You're going to change the, the rules to make yourself win again, aren't you? No, 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 no. This is, well, maybe. But he, he actually suggested that we have a new rule where if you, instead of getting just two points, uh, you actually get a... You want to award yourself an extra point. Yeah, no, not right now. No, you get a bonus point if your player happens to also be the top scorer for the game. So okay. Mitch Honeychurch is not. But if Mitch Honeychurch had gotten like... 109 or like or beaten Matt, Matt Fife's 136 or however high the top score was you get an extra point for that in Risk It For The Biscuit I quite like that idea because yeah, that's, okay. I'll allow it because you're not advantaging yourself this no, week no I'm absolutely not but I quite like that for future games so yep, I like it. we'll make that part of the rules love it uh, Jack McRae that's still a you know he was averaging 122 which was monstrous but 99 is still a solid score. You'd take that. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyone else you want to talk about from the Bulldogs? I mean, Bontempelli is still not doing enough. And even if he gets forward status, he's just not averaging enough. So You yeah, had to scroll a fair way to find him. Eh? Yeah, he only got 75. Just let him keep falling down in price. And when he has one or two good weeks in a row, that's when you can jump on him. Yeah. Um, bullies have got a lot of draft-type guys. Mm, they I really don't do. think we really want to talk through all of them. Yeah, I mean, Bailey Dale, Luke Dalhouse. I don't think Dalhouse is doing enough to be considered a salary cap player this no. year. No. But they are just doing well enough to be those depth draft guys. Absolutely, yeah. So it's really, all um, of those guys are really dependent upon what your draft makeup is. Yeah, the only other one I'll mention is my second risk it, Lin Jong, 92. Double uh, tick. I have scored maximum points this week. All right. Well, I could score maximum points as well. I'm waiting on uh, Castagna. And (laughs) Richmond have dumped all of their small forwards for some other small forwards. So I think that means Castagna is playing midfield time tomorrow, brother. It's going to be good. As it stands at the moment, this weekend, I've caught up to you. Yeah. But you notice that I've introduced this new rule before one of my players plays for this week. There is no way Castagna is top scoring tomorrow. Oh. It's not going to happen. Oh. Now on that note, we'll move on to We've the We've got game. something to watch. All right, North Melbourne and the Hawks. I don't know what happened in this game, to be precise, because it just North Melbourne got out to a ridiculous lead and then just held the Hawks off so by the end. What's more surprising to you, this win or the Friday night win? Uh, the Friday night win probably is more surprising because Sydney at home, I just thought, were going to be almost unbeatable this year, um, and they kind of rolled over. Mm. Uh, this win, I thought there might have been more of a chance of because Rioli and Puapolo are just huge cogs in the Hawthorne machine. Yeah, fair. Yeah. They have no forward, like real forward presence without them. Like Jared Ruffhead isn't a massive bullocking tall forward like he used to be. Um, and even though Bruce and Gunston to an extent were still really good in this game, um, there's just not quite enough. And those two little players, they're, they're awesome for Hawthorne. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, that it just gives teams something to worry about down there. But from a fantasy side of things, yeah. Robbie Tarrant was terrific. Uh, great score from him. He's a good depth draft guy because he can go big some weeks, uh, just like Scott Thompson can as well. I think Thompson's averaging just a shade over seventy. So yeah. Having said that, I wouldn't be bringing them in this week because they are playing someone with a lot of tools next week. Yeah, yeah. They're playing. Ooh, I think it is Port. 
I have the odd feeling it is, yeah. So Charlie Dixon, Westoff, um, a lot of tools. Marshall, you know, those sorts yeah, of so guys. Don't bring him in for next week no. because they will actually have to play. He down. was one of my thoughts for a risk at Scott Thompson, so and I was just like, <laughs> I had to hold myself off that. Um, uh, ben Cunnington, that, that sort of guy, draft guy, draft draft guy draft. Jared Waite as well. Jack Zebel's an interesting one. So we've had a, uh, a mate, Brody, who's a guest host on the podcast a couple of weeks Friend ago, of the pod. who is a big fan of Jack Zebel and is really, really um, uh, adamant in saying that he will get forward status. And he was played basically at full forward for this game. Yeah, I'm starting to come around to this one. I think he probably good chance of getting forward status. But he's... I still don't think he's earning and he's making enough points. He's averaging a shade under 90 before this game, so it's 108. Mm-hmm. Dave Mundy is averaging higher than him. Um, uh, players of that ilk, so if, say for example, by some miracle, Dusty Martin or Nat Fife or someone like that gets forward status, I don't think Nat Fife will really play too much midfield, mm-hmm. but Dusty is a chance. Yeah, I think that's the wrong argument, because if one of those guys gets forward status, you're yeah. obviously going with them. Of course, but that will push... Uh, if some one of these big guys gets it, that will push Jack Zebel even further down the yeah, list. Yeah, but you're never looking at him anyway if one of those big guys gets it. No, so no, it true. doesn't matter. So true. you would only be looking at him if one of those other if those other guys aren't getting it. Okay, so, so take them out of the equation. I think yeah, I'm just trying would to. Would you consider him then? Because that's the only time he would I, be. I'm not 100 percent sure. So we've got players like Robbie Gray. We've got um, uh, I mean Dave Mundy was one we listed in there just for Lance Franklin. Yeah, um, McLean. McLean was one we just. I know mentioned. some people have gone Walters. Walters is a big one uh, who I think can still average more than uh, Jack Zebel uh, if he's yeah, playing I midfield so, minutes. Yeah. Um, Jack Billings if he comes back into <laughs> form, which yeah. is tough to say. Devin Smith. Devin Smith. That's seven right there. Um, and there's probably a heap more that we're not thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing at least two or three. And I think that all of those are better than Jack Zebel. He will be a good point of difference. Massive point of difference. But he's me, not, though. He's, he's not a must-have. No. And I don't like his ceiling. No. He doesn't have a great ceiling. Yeah, so take, if you want to get him in, just take it with a grain of salt. Like, you're not getting a premium midfielder all of a sudden as forward. He does have a, a lower ceiling. Um, and his average isn't that great for this year. Yep. Great draft guy. Though. Terrific draft guy. Okay. And if you've got positional changes switched on a draft, then you're laughing because you can play him as a forward. Exactly. If he gets the DPP. And speaking of Billings as well, I remember I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I'm not getting him out this week because I have bigger problems, and that bigger problem is Todd Goldstein. He had a <laughs> he had a ripping game this week. He actually he won the ruck battle against Ben McAvoy, and he still only scored 79 points. He's not doing enough, and there's tons of draft guys out there or um, rucks out there who are scoring well. You've got Cruiser when he comes back in. You've got Grundy. You've got Steph Martin. If you've got Todd Goldstein, I can't I can't be clearer. You have to get him out of your side. He is rubbish at the moment for fantasy. Yeah, he's not doing enough in fantasy. Well, I agree. He's averaging 81 before this week. So not in salary cap. You'd be happy with him in a draft, but in salary cap, you're not happy. We might not be happy with him in a draft. I mean, you might have taken him a bit earlier than you thought. For like, You might have grouped him in like we did with those top echelon. Yeah, or, or just below right, so that. Yeah. I'll rephrase that. You're not happy, but there's not a lot you can do. So exactly. you're playing him. Exactly. But if you've got him in a salary cap league, dump him. Move, move on to someone else because he's just not getting it done. All right. Do you have any options or are you just telling people to move him? Or, or, I mean, all those top guys. I mean, Grundy is the one that I'm targeting. I need to get some cash first. But I mean, cost-wise, he's what? 603 going into this round. He will drop a fair bit. Oh, God. So he's under... F- he's, oh. So you're not getting a lot for him. Jesus. Yeah, so you're going to need to make some money somewhere. Oh, but do you want to be spending all of the money you've earned on a sideways trade? On a sideways trade for him, or do you want to be upgrading somewhere else where you you're probably more guaranteed for a points increase? Jeez, that's a tough question because it's not even a sideways trade; it's a direct upgrade. Like the way that he's scoring at the moment, he's a below average mid pricer. Like mm. that's what he's scoring at. So and that's probably what he's priced at. Yeah. So so you're gonna have to find the money somehow. Yeah. Well, I I actually would do that this week. Because I do have a little bit of money in the war chest. I'm happy to spend that because it. when every week I'm coming up against teams who are scoring 20 to 30 to 40 points more than me just because of their Ruckman, I think you have to get it done. See, I've got a war chest at the moment as well, but I'm not doing it this week. So you're going to leave Todd Goldstein in your side? I've got bigger issues to deal with. Yeah, that's fair enough. He's not high on my list of priorities at the moment. He's very high for me. Um, anyone else you want to talk about for the uh, Kangas there, mate? Um do you not want to talk about your boy, Ryan Clark? Oh, yeah. The breakout player of the year? <laughs> 104 from Ryan Clark. 
He's still after alive. An, after an average of 60. He's still alive. <laughs> what a champion. Well, he, he fought for the first time this season, he did that thing I thought he was going to do. He had 10 marks, um, <laughs> at all kicks pretty much, so 17 kicks to 9 handballs. Yeah, this, this is that free sort of uncontested play that I thought he was going to get, like almost like James Sicily, who we'll go on to in a second. Mm. But yeah, I, it's, it's taken too long and you should have jumped off him. <laughs> do, do not listen to me about Ryan Clark. Uh, we will, I don't think we want to talk about anyone else from now. Is this the most time we've ever spent on North? Yeah, probably. And it's it hurts me. So I'll move on to Hawthorne. Uh, James Sicily, great score from him, but he's going to miss weeks. Like, he was a stooge <laughs> with that. I think he kept he stepped on uh, Cam Zerha's uh, leg when he was mm. uh, lying prone on the ground. So, yeah, it, I mean, I ditched him from my side straight after his first suspension this year because I knew that, yeah, he's probably going to do this once or twice more. He's going to get suspended again this His year. anger control management, yeah. not good. It's going to be very interesting to see um, Young Gun... Oh, what's his name from uh, Adelaide? Your your boy. Oh, you, you Darcy. Darcy Dar- Fogarty. Old Darcy Fogarty. Oh. I reckon he's going to be James Sicily version 2 in terms of his anger levels. Can you imagine them playing on each other? Oh, Jesus. It's going to oh, be it's amazing. It's a defender versus a forward. That is well. going to be amazing. Oh, match-up of the century. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be old school. <laughs> um, all right, so James Sicily, yeah. You, for me, I would jump off him because he's probably going to miss a week or two because he's been sent straight to the tribunal. And even if he only misses one week, he probably will get suspended once or twice more this season. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And he's, his price has gone up slightly after a good score, so you can still make a little bit from him. Uh, Isaac Smith, Luke Bruce, uh, Ricky Henderson, these are good draft players. The big one to talk about is obviously Tom Mitchell. I'll just quickly, before you go on, mm-hmm. Luke Bruce is owned in only 69% of teams at the moment. Ooh. So he's available in 31. And was averaging 78, so a really good fourth or fifth guy to have on your With field no for With no Coppolo and no Silrioli at the moment as well. Love it. Love it. He's going to be a go-to guy in the forward line. He'll get more attention defensively. But I think he's good enough to work through yeah. that. So jump on if he's on your waiver. I like it. Um, especially if uh, Hawthorne are being a little bit non-competitive as well because those two players are out. You yeah. might see that teams become much more attacking against him and he does get a bit freer. Yes, and he's playing St. Kilda this week. Oh, he'll get some. St. Kilda is one of the top four teams for giving up points Bruce this year. Bruce is in the points this week. Um, Tom Mitchell, 83 with that lockdown tag <laughs> from Ben Jacobs. Look, like everyone knew it was coming. Yeah, everyone knew it was coming. I, I, well, actually, not everyone did. 54% of the competition still captain Tom Mitchell. Seriously? 54%. That is, that's a big risk when you're coming up against a solo tagger whose entire job is just to shut down one midfielder per game. I, I guess, though, there was a lot of talk pre-game about the fact that he might not get the tag. It might go to Jaeger. So. No, I never thought it was going to go to Jaeger. The only chance I thought it was going to go to Jaeger is if he just got out all of a sudden and went on a rampage. Well, but I heard Ben Jacobs interviewed after the game, and that's pretty much exactly what he said. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's the only thing I thought was going to happen because Tom Mitchell's the guy that you're, you're going to tag in the Hawthorne side, I think, now. Um, so, do you think it's a risk going for? I oh, know I don't think it's a risk. I, I have no worries. So, there's not many teams that have got a tagger as good as Ben Jacobs. No. So, so there's who every do they cha- play next week? St Kilda. I don't think they even have a tagger. No. no. Jack Steele probably is someone that might be sent to him, but he's not a tagger. Tom Mitchell no, will destroy just... Jack Steele. Yeah, he will. Tom Mitchell, I, I plug him in for about 140 this week. He's going to go oh, mental. Okay, then. No issue saying he's going to go 140 this week. He's, All right, and you heard it here first. He is going to smash it. Um, Jaeger O'Meara, upsettingly for a lot of owners, had a really down game. 63, you thought that with Mitchell getting tagged, he would get off the chain? No. No, he didn't. So his break-even was 37. He got a 63. His break-even is probably going to be around 50-55 this week. You can probably safely jump off in thinking that, yes, he has made you the money that you thought he was going to get. I'll give him one more week mm-hmm. against the Saints. Yep. Because I expect he'll go fairly well against the Saints and he'll probably reset that break here. Yep. And then you could potentially hold him for longer. I like it. Uh, just before we move on to the next game as well, quick word on Ryan Burton. The, the role he is being made yeah. to play in is woeful. And it is not Ryan Burton's role. I know he played a bit up forward in his, uh, in his underage um, years. But he really defined himself as a rebounding defender last year. And Alistair Clarkson is just not playing him in that role. And no. it, is, it is really horrible. It's, this is almost like what happened to DeRay like three or four years yeah, ago. Where DeRay, similar, where DeRay was on the up and up fantasy-wise, looking really good as a young defender. 
and then his role just got completely changed and he just couldn't score. Fell off the face of the planet. Now, this is a very small sample size. It's only five rounds, but it's got all the makings It's of five it. rounds where he has fired no shots from a fantasy. Exactly. And he's, and he's been dropped for a week as well. So so he's not even playing the role they want him to do. Well. No. So it is a real worry. Just before we move on, everything I said about Bruce earlier, mm-hmm. you can also apply to MP. Yep, I like it. by 62% of teams, scored 87 and 75 in his last two. Mm-hmm. Not quite at the same level of, as Bruce no. in terms of either AFL gameplay or fantasy scoring, but if Bruce is gone, good chance the MP's there. I like one particularly for this next week. I like it. Um, the Gold Coast Suns and the Lions, Gold Coast just held them off in the end, and oh, oh, Rainer almost... How would Rainer feel? Oh, I mean, it's, it's not the young kid's fault. Oh, absolutely not. It he could have effort. felt a million times better just by pumping that through. That was, that was a big chance for a win in the, the last siren. second. It was on the run. I was actually worried the sign was going to go up before yeah, me too. it. Oh, that was, that was a tough loss. Well, it, I mean, it would have been a... Draw. Would have been a draw. Yeah, it would have been a draw. It would have so. been the second draw of the round. Jeez. Um, so for the Gold Coast Suns, Brayden Fiorini, 114. I mean, we know this kid has AFL. We don't love him. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> there was a question last week about a trade involving Brayden Fiorini. We uh, answered on there. We vetoed it pretty We absolutely strongly. vetoed it. Hold on to this kid in keeper leagues. He's going to be something special. Um, Jared Harbrow, Jared Witts, the two Jareds, they were both really good mm. for um, uh, draft leagues. So they're, they're good sort of. I mean, Jared Harbrow is really up and down, but Jared Witts has been really consistent. Yeah, I think Witts might have had a bad game the week before from memory. Mm. I think he's possibly had a couple of bad games, but he is fairly consistent. Yeah, but another Jared, which was pretty poor actually, Jared Lyons. He had, he's had a couple of poor weeks since that ridiculous, like averaging almost over 115. Yeah, the mystery is yeah. close to being solved possibly. Or maybe he's just getting more and more mysterious. You know, he's, <laughs> we, we're starting to lose track of him again. <laughs> um, maybe look it, for him I think it was the fact that he didn't have that good spread across his stats line yeah didn't get a lot of tackles didn't get a lot of marks he never really gets a lot of marks that's but true he tends to collect a lot of the ball he didn't in this game there were a lot of handballs in there so yeah um, in drafts I wouldn't be concerned in salary cap if you jumped on him after those two massive scores mm-hmm. I That's tough. probably jump off him again. Yeah, probably. You, you tested the water. The litmus test has work. come up the wrong color. So just, yeah, get him out of your side. Um, hopefully uh, you haven't lost too much money. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, uh, who have we got? Nick Holman's one I wanted to mention. Uh, had a break even at 38 after that really poor score. Sort of reset it a bit with that 70. It's yep. a pretty uh, solid score yep. from him. So there have been a lot of people jumping off him, I think. Yeah, I, I held, held him. Yep. But that score will be reset so you can hold him a bit longer. Yeah, hold him a little bit longer. But if you can, maybe not play him on your field this week if you've got someone else to come on because Agreed, yeah. he is playing like a forward lockdown role at the moment. And he did get uh, one goal and another shot on goal, which helped his score a little bit. And he's playing Adelaide in Adelaide, who are going to be pissed. Which is tough, yeah. Um, anyone else from Gold Coast or can we move over onto the Lions, mate? I think we can probably move over. Just give me one quick. Scan, Jeez, scan, how, scan. I'm going straight on to the line because I want to talk about Alex Witherden yeah, quickly. Yep. Alex Witherden is such a good young defender. He is going to be in the next, like, I mean, even next year, realistically, um, I think he's going to be a defender that you're going to have to have in your salary cap side and just start the year with him and just play him all year because he's he, going to be like lead. He's so consistent. I mean, he just looks the goods when he's playing. So, um, yeah, just jump on him next year and every year after that. And if you're starting a keeper league, maybe, you know, you've been listening to the podcast, you're hearing us talk about it, and you're thinking of starting one uh, for next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, you're going to have to draft him pretty early, Alex. He's going to be early, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Jared Berry as well, another young gun. Yeah, a little bit inconsistent. He is, Um, but he started the year really well, was quiet for a few weeks. Back this week, um, score-wise, he's been playing every game, obviously. Um, I really like his upside, mm-hmm. but very inconsistent at this early stage of his career. Yeah, you probably can't be playing him uh, unless you're uh, using him as a bit of a um, uh, loophole option in which you ultimate footy because he's going to be playing Sundays because he plays for Brisbane. Oh, which is tough. Yeah, that's a good point. And they don't give them good time slots. And they just have a lot of young talent, so look out in draft. So Tom Cutler is one. Uh, Hugh McCluggage is another. Um, we've got a question about Mitch Robinson coming up in the, yeah, uh, the question segment, so we'll skip past him. 
Uh, anyone else that you want to... I mean, Dane Zorker. We've just got to quickly talk about Dane Zorker. <laughs> yeah. Because we've already mentioned how Alan Christensen, who also scored 55, this is the week to jump off. Um, he's sort of leveled out in terms of his break-even and he's made you enough money. Dane Zorko, copped a tag. Yeah. So, sorry, I'll just go back to Christensen quickly. Yeah. Break-even was 34. He's got 55. So, so he's made a little bit of money. You think that his break-even is probably going to be about... 60-ish, somewhere 60, around there. 60 uh, to 65. Yeah, I said 50-odd. Yeah, something around about there. I mean, he might make you a little bit more money this week, but he's they are playing, playing GWS. Adelaide. Oh, they're playing GWS. Sorry, yeah. So I'd be jumping off. Yeah, I'll jump off. I think this is the week that Christensen goes. Yeah. Um, so Dane Zorko... You have to get him out. I mean, if you've still, for some reason, got him in salary cap, get him out. In draft leagues, you can't trade him because he has zero value. Um, If people are approaching you with trades, which they should be because he does still have the ability to go very high, Mm -hmm. they're probably approaching you with rubbish trades, which means that you're not going to do it. Uh, you just, in, in that scenario, are you the one that has Zorko? Yes, yeah, you're the one that has Zorko. So if you're if you're the one who is approaching a Zorko owner to try and pry him from you or uh, from them, I mean, you're not going to be offering them much. No, and which very, means very that which means that they're not going to take it almost out of pride. Like they yeah, probably it's pretty much is out of pride. They've taken Zorko round one or round two, and they're not going to accept. Uh, I would doubt they would accept what you're offering. So having said that, there will be some out there that will take their pride out of it and just go. Look, he's doing nothing for me. I'm benching him because he's that bad. At least I'm getting something for him this yeah. way. So, I mean, if you if you want to go out, try and get him from someone. Uh, if you've got him, my suggestion would be just to bench him and leave him. So, bench him. Which don't, hurts. don't play him at the moment. It hurts, but you never know. He could turn this form around in a couple of weeks' time. This is true. Uh, and that's all I want to talk about, to be honest, from uh, from the Brisbane Lions. We have another Bailey for Bailey Watch. Oh, God, there's another Bailey. Zach Bailey. Yeah, I forgot about Zach Bailey. Didn't do a lot, so we don't need to talk about him. Good stuff. <laughs> but I think potentially the most potential out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, just want to quickly mention about the upcoming games as well. Uh, yes. Bailey Fritch, we already mentioned, is out. So it looks like it was the correct decision to jump off of him last week. You know, Captain Hindsight coming into all things. Yes. Um, Do you want to go through the other missions? No, not really. Is there anyone else big? I mean, I know Jaden Hunt coming in could be an interesting one for some uh, draft guys. Um, Tom Tom Dyson. Dom Tyson? Tom Dyson. I feel like that's what his name should be. Tom Dyson. I feel like that should be his name. That is an official name change right here on the podcast. Tom Dyson. Tom Dyson, he's uh, He's he's in. In. Um, that will have people will want to know that for drafts. Yes, yeah, he's a he is an he's a draft player. relevant guy. Mm-hmm. Jordan Lewis out injured, obviously broken hand. I think from memory. Yes, broken hand. Tom Bug omitted. He's a bit of a draft guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Fritch, you mentioned, is out. On the other side of the ledger, we have Vloston, Caddy, and Graham out. Caddy's a big loss. That is a big loss. Yeah, he's been doing pretty well for a lot of draft guys out there. Yeah, uh, Sam Lloyd, Nathan Broad, and Jack Higgins in. Higgins is an interesting one. You know, we really could have used a rolling lockout to keep an eye on some of those guys. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? Mm. But are you, I can't see AFL Fantasy rolling seven games. Oh no, this is this is a one-off as well. Like, if I mean, I'm not, I don't exactly know what the, it falls on on the calendar, but I reckon Anzac Day will be a Tuesday or a Thursday next year or something like that, which means that. Mm. You know, they'll just easily, or more easily, wrap it into the following uh, round. So, Higgins possibly next week. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure he'll hold his spot. I think he's probably the like-for-like for for Jack Graham, who's suspended, I think, for one week. Yeah, just just wait and watch. And what about the uh, Collingwood-Essendon game? I think there was only one change. I think Jackson Merritt's come in and... uh, Yeah, for Fantasia. For Fantasia. injured, no changes for Collingwood. Yeah, so interesting. I reckon... Watch this game if you've got a, uh, yeah. some spare time on the Anzac Day because, I mean, it's going to be a great game for fantasy footy. It's going to be free-flowing. It should be fantasy-friendly. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, great. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, break away and split the podcast up into two just here. We'll come back in a second with your questions and risk it for the biscuit as always. Excellent. See you in a sec.